Hello, my friend. This is Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church. And this is December the 19th. Christmas is coming up. And, uh, my, this year's about gone. It's really something. Well, we are going to start here since Christmas is coming up. We're going to start here in Luke, if you would. We're going to start here in Luke chapter 2. And we're going to read the first seven verses. And then we'll have a word of prayer. And it came to pass in those days that there went a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And that this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one, into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth their firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them, in the end. Let's pray, dear Father, just thank you for the stay you're giving us. And I pray, Lord, you will just help us to uh, glean something from your word today, Father, and do what I cannot do, Lord, and bless our hearts through the word of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So these are the scriptures that I always read on uh, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve when the grandkids and the kids come together. And I think it's important. It is not a command that we celebrate the birth of Christ into this world, but I tell you what, it is, I think, a healthy thing. But the, the thing that bothers me is these days we do not really include him. Just like here, where there was no room for him in the inn, it seems as though there is no room for Jesus on his birthday in our celebration of it. Isn't that strange? Anywhere from St. Nick to to uh, gifts, to family, to eating. Everything takes its place. And we need to remind ourselves what the purpose of us getting together is for. And so, in, 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 in knowing that, he came here, of course. He was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, rose again for you and I, Therefore, paying for our sins, sprinkling his blood on the mercy seat in heaven. What a miracle. And some people think, well, Jesus was, uh, he started like 2,000 years ago. He was just a, a good man, a good prophet. Muslims will say he's a good prophet. Um, the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons, he was a good man and became a deity. Or, or in Jehovah's Witnesses, he was uh, Michael the Archangel or something, they, they claim. No, no, he was God, the triune God. Three yet one, one yet three, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Jesus always was there. In John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and that is Jesus Christ, when we talk about the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. So he always was, my friend. But he came down in this form, humbled himself so that he could live, die, and raise again so that you and I can go to heaven. And this was really mentioned 
about what was going to happen way before he was even born. He had let the prophets in on it. And I wanted to take a look at that, if you would, for a little bit, so that we could get a bigger picture of this Jesus, who we, we claim to celebrate this coming week of his birth. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. We're not going to look at all of them. There's no way we could look at all of them in 20 minutes. No way. <laughs> but we're going to look at a few. Genesis chapter 12, if you would. And we're going to look at verse 3. Genesis 12, 3. And let's turn along with you. And it says, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. It's talking about, of course, that the nations will be blessed through the lineage of Abraham. How are they going to be blessed? Because the Messiah, the Christ, which is his position, is going to come through his line. Whose line? Abraham's line. He was blessed because he held the name of God in front of the world in his day. And so way back then, it talked about the blessing of the world would come through that line by this birth of this baby 2,000 years ago. That's something. We're not going to turn there, but in Genesis 17, it reiterates this, that one of the descendants of Abraham, of course, Isaac, it would come through his line, and it reiterates it again. They would come through Jacob and his line. Why does it do that? Because God usually, he, he, he makes a promise, and I think sometimes he feels, you know, well, I better remind them. You know, we all need reminded, don't we? And then it goes on in Genesis 49, saying that the scepter will come through, what? The lineage of Judah. You know, I, in my mind, I'm thinking it would come through Day or Joseph, rather, you know. But nope. God has his way. God's way isn't our way, and our ways aren't his. It's a good thing he's better than us, isn't it? <laughs> he does it the way he knows best. So, Jesus was prophesied. God let them in on. What family that he would allow his son to be born into? And all the Jewish women hoped that the Messiah would be. I don't think they had an idea totally of who he'd be, of course. In fact, they thought he would be two people, the suffering Messiah and the, and the, and the, the Messiah that would, that would uh, win the victory. It was like it could be, it had to be two different people. We know that that's both, both fulfilled within Jesus Christ, our Lord God. Let's look in 2 Samuel chapter 7, if you would. 2 Samuel chapter 7. And we're going to look in uh, 12 and 13. And it says, And when the days would be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish the, his kingdom, and he shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. He said that he would come through the line of David, and the last king would be the Christ, the Messiah, you know? And that's the lineage that he came through. It is. And so, as we, as we think on that very thing, let's turn to uh, Matthew chapter 1. 
Matthew chapter 1. He's born through the lineage of David. So we get, they knew their lineage back at that time. We'll read the first few verses and then end, end you know, a few verses down, down the way there. Let's look at verse 1 of chapter 1 of Matthew. In the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, Jacob begat Judah, and Judah and his brethren, and it goes on down, and then look, verse 5, and Solomon begat Boaz and of Rahab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, you remember all these, these names, isn't that something, all these names, aren't they familiar? Down verse 7, and Solomon, uh, or excuse me, in verse 6, and Jesse begat David, which is what Christ is going to be born through, the king. And David the king begat Solomon, and of her that had been the wife of Uriah. Now it even tells all the dirty laundry, you know, all the things that happened. And there's a couple Gentiles mixed in amongst all this. Isn't that something? In the lineage of Jesus Christ. And we get down to verse 16, and it says, And Jacob begat Joseph, and Joseph, and the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. And then it goes on to about 14 generations, you know, from Abraham to David, and David to the carrying way of Babylon, and from that to Jesus Christ. So we see it fulfilled. Isn't that something? And we're not going to really turn there, because we don't have time, but... Even to the point where, in, at one time, the lineage of David was cursed. No more kings had come through it, but Jesus had to come through there. Didn't it promise? It did. And we're not going to go there, but it also talks It talks about, you know, Joseph was through David's line. And since that was his stepdad, because God was his dad, he inherited the lineage of the kingship through him, but not the blood. Because remember... Jesus was born of the, of a what? A virgin. And Mary was through David's child, Nathan. So blood-wise, he came through David's line. King-wise, he came through David's line. And it all meets up into one personhood of Jesus Christ. Isn't that something? A miracle, isn't it? And so, this born of a virgin thing. Let's look in... Uh, Let's see here. I got so many verses in front of me; it's terrible. It's like a, it's like a mixed-up mess here. But um, in Isaiah chapter seven, verse fourteen, Isaiah chapter seven and verse fourteen. I think it's important to know who this Jesus was. Isaiah 7, 14. And it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Now, some will say, well, this is a maiden, and some of the versions say that. Well, every time it's been used in the Old Testament, it wasn't used in that way. He was born of a virgin, not just of a maiden, you know. He was born of a virgin. It was a miracle, in other words. And it had to be that way, because boy, he was born without sin. Without sin. It's very important. Born of a virgin. Somebody says that they don't believe that, then they need to get saved. Because it says what it says. 
born of a virgin, because the Holy Spirit was at work that night and placed Jesus Christ somehow. How does that happen? I don't know. But in Mary's womb. That's really something. And then we look in Micah. You know, those little books in the back, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, right? Micah. And we're looking at, um, looking at it myself, Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little, excuse me, if thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be the ruler of Israel, whose going forth have been from old and from everlasting. He didn't only say Bethlehem, but Bethlehem of Ephrathah. He pinpointed it. And that's what the wise men, if you remember, told you know, Herod, what, what that, what, where he would be born at when they killed all the children. And there was a prophecy of that, too. It's like saying, you know, I was born a butler. Well, there's a lot of butlers in America. But butler of Pennsylvania in Butler County, well, there's one. And that's what this said. Pinpointed it. It's very specific that Jesus was born in this way. So, this little baby, a lot more to him than just born in a, a, in a little manger, right? He was prophesied to do this. He was already the king of the universe. He was the son of God. But he humbled himself to come down. We're not going to turn there because we're running out of time. But Psalms 8, 5 through 6 said the Messiah would humble himself in order to serve mankind. Isn't that something? It says in Genesis 3.15 that Christ's ministry would destroy Satan's work. Isn't that something? And then in Psalms 40, verse 6 through 8, that Jesus would become the perfect sacrifice. But one of my favorite, you know, uh, verses, Isaiah chapter 11. Look at Isaiah 11, if you would. Isaiah chapter 11. Because it pertains to the Gentiles, and that's what I am. Now, don't, don't ever think that it, some people say Jews can't be saved, or Jews don't have to get saved. It's like they separate them or something. No, they get saved, same as you and I. But don't ever, don't ever look down on a Jew. God... God blesses them that bless them and curses them and curse them. Be very careful. But this verse, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10, it says, and, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. And to it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Jesus I tell you what here, would draw the Gentiles to himself. Isn't that amazing? God loves you, my friend. He really does. For God so loved the world, John 3.16. I know we say that often, don't we? Isaiah 53, we're not having the time to read that, but it's about Christ's crucifixion way before it was ever invented. 
way before it happened to Jesus Christ. Isn't that something? Isaiah 53. And one day, this little baby Jesus, that's not the end of the story, my friend. Yeah, sometimes we think the end of the story, you'll see, you know, we'll come around Easter and that's the end of it. No, no, it isn't, my friend. No, it isn't. This little baby Jesus, let's look in 1 Thessalonians. I always try to hold this to 20 minutes and I know maybe I run out. I know I don't cover things like I ought doing that, but I want people to listen. And if it's too long, they won't. And I'm excited. There's been a lot of, lot of listeners on here at shows and I, and I like that and I I'm glad that people are enthused about God's Word. It's very important to me, God's Word. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting in verse 13, it says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him, for this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead of Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. In other words, the rapture, what we call the rapture, the catching away. Jesus, this little baby Jesus, part of his ministry, one day he's going to take us church up before the tribulation period. Isn't that going to be something, my friend? In the tribulation period. And that could be any time. With all these things that seems as though it's pointing to his time, I'm not going to sit there and put a date on it, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, all the signs are here. It could be any time. This baby Jesus that was born into a body 2,000 years ago and was lived a perfect life and died and rose again, paying for your sin if you would accept him as your Lord and Savior. And in Revelation chapter 22, and it says, He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeded out of the throne of God, of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and the Lord giveth them, excuse me, and they shall reign forever and ever. One day we're going to reign with them, we're going to be in heaven with them. This little baby Jesus, it was all set down in stone before the world began. That because of what Adam did and sinned, that he would come and live and die and pay for our sins if we would accept that gift. 
a lot more to the Christmas story, isn't there? I know I crunched a lot of things into a short amount of time, didn't I? But I want us to remember in this celebration of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ that this Jesus isn't just this little baby Jesus that we'd sing about, and he was for a time, but he was and is the God of the universe that came to this earth and humbled himself and died for you and me, my friend, so that we could go to heaven if we just but ask him into our heart and lives and forgive us, ask him to forgive us of our sins, knowing that he is God and he'll come into your heart and you'll be with me in heaven and him forever and ever. Isn't that something? If you have any questions, there is a thing on this where you can message me and or um, I tell you what, there is also a uh, message I had on salvation a few months back. Look it up, please. It's important. That's why he came and he loves you. All right, my friend. Well, I trust that you will have a great Christmas and that um, I'll be praying for you and pray for our country. It's in dire straits, isn't it, my friend? And you have a, a wonderful Christmas and God bless you.